0: that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Litmer. I am one of the elders of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ, and I'd like to begin this episode by asking you a question. After spending a day out in the world doing various things, have you ever asked yourself the question when you got home, whatever happened to honesty, it sure seems like the time-honored principles of integrity and honor are being flagrantly trampled underfoot in our society, and we encounter people every day who are absolutely unworthy of trust. Sometimes it seems as though honesty has become a forgotten virtue. Leaders on all levels need to remember Proverbs 14, verse 34, in which Solomon wrote, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. The very highest leaders across the globe need to be reminded that the Bible says in Proverbs 16 and verse 12, it is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness for a throne is established on righteousness. Think about business. Did you ever go out to buy something only to come away with an uneasy feeling that the salesman had somehow misrepresented the product to you? Solomon also wrote in Proverbs 11 and verse 1 that a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. He was talking about honesty in the business world. But doesn't it seem that today almost every level of the business community is characterized by dishonesty? At least those parts that we deal directly with. Don't you find it sad that if you find an auto repair shop that is honest in its dealings, you think that you've found something really great, because so many of them cannot be trusted? Years ago, an article appeared in the Cincinnati Enquirer, and I kept notes that I made from that article, which appeared over 21 years ago, so the numbers today are undoubtedly worse. But it pointed out that shoplifting losses in the United States annually amounted to $4.8 That's over 21 years ago. In Ohio, the annual share of the loss was approximately $488 million, which broke down to mean that every minute of a 12-hour retail day, $1,800 worth of merchandise was stolen in Ohio stores alone. The statistics also showed that since stores cannot absorb the entire cost of shoplifting through higher prices, The consumer subsidizes the shoplifter at an annual average rate of $150 per family. The kicker was that 53% of the shoplifters were under 18 years of age, and 99% of them had enough money on them at the time of the theft to pay for the merchandise that they were stealing. We need to remember that at that time that the article was written, over 21 years ago, Identity theft and all of the electronic thievery that goes on today was not nearly the issue that it is now. And so again we ask the question, where is honesty? I will never forget teaching a large class of teenagers some some 21 years ago in which we discussed various moral issues. Cheating was one of them. And while not quite all came out in favor of cheating, no one spoke against it. More than one said that they could not get through school if they didn't cheat. These were young people who had grown up attending services of the Lord's Church. I found their attitude absolutely astonishing. In homes, the very fact that divorce occurs so often is a good indication that there is dishonesty between husbands and wives. Children learn to be dishonest from their parents when they hear them say things that they know are not true. They learn to be dishonest when someone's word is given, when a promise is made, and then it is not kept, with no explanation as to why not. Is honesty a forgotten virtue in the home? And think about government. Is not dishonesty characteristic of so many levels of government today? Of course it is. And let's not think that the Lord's Church is immune to dishonesty because it is not. Yes, even folks who are members of the Lord's church are not always honest. The first case of sinful conduct recorded in the church involved dishonesty. It involved lying. Do you remember the account of Ananias and Sapphira of Acts chapter 5? They lied about some land they had sold and the distribution of the money from the sale. There are also hypocrites in the church. Yes, yes, there are. There are people whose lives are not consistent with what they profess to believe. There are those who will engage in character assassinations and misrepresent positions when certain issues are being discussed. There are those who are content to go through the formalities of worship, but then their lives don't match up. But thanks be to God, there are still honest souls left. Do you remember the words of God to Elijah when he had just about despaired of finding anyone as he was, in First Kings chapter nineteen and verse eighteen, God said, "Yet I will leave seven thousand in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him." In the same way, not everyone has embraced dishonesty. In Webster's unabridged dictionary, honesty is defined as the character or quality of being honest, sincerity, honor, virtue upright conduct conformity to justice and moral rectitude rectitude is defined as righteousness of principle or practice uprightness of mind exact conformity to truth or the rules presented for the moral conduct either by divine or human law in the New Testament the word most often translated honest is Kalos which is sometimes translated as good or right Paul admonished the saints in Rome in Romans chapter 12 and verse 17 to never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right or honest in the sight of all men. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 7 he wrote, Now we pray to God that you do no wrong, not that we ourselves may appear approved, but that you may do what is right or honest, even though we should appear unapproved. Look at First Peter chapter two and verse 12. Peter wrote, keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may on account of your good deeds as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. Over and over and over again, we are admonished, encouraged and exhorted to be honest, to live our lives in such a way as to be above reproach to have our walk characterized by honesty. Honesty, my friends, is a trait of character. Let's call it a nobility of the soul, without which no one can be a true Christian in this life, and without which no one can hope to go to heaven when this life is over. Since honesty is an integral part of being a Christian, let's spend the rest of our time in this episode talking about some of the things that are characteristic of an honest individual, at least according to God's word. First of all, an honest individual is going to love truth. How do I know that? Well, we have occasion again to think about the parable of the sower found in Matthew 13, Mark chapter 4, and Luke chapter 8. In Luke's account, in verse 15, we find part of the Lord's explanation. He said, And the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast, and bear fruit with perseverance. The good soil with those of honest and good hearts. The other three types of soil in the parable, therefore, are not to be considered as honest and good hearts. If a person's heart is so hard that he will not receive the truth, but allows the devil to take it away before he believes and acts upon it, his heart is not honest and good. If a person receives the word and endures for a while, But when tribulation and persecution arise because of the word, and he is offended and leaves, his heart is not honest and good. If a person receives the truth and makes a start, but allows the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches to choke the word, then his or her heart is not honest and good. The man or woman of an honest heart loves the truth. He or she is so aware of its value that they are willing, in effect, to sell all that they have to obtain it. It reminds me of the Lord's parables in Luke chapter 13, verses 44 through 46. You remember he said, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid, and from joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls, and upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Once an honest individual has found the truth, nothing can cause them to let it go. Secondly, another characteristic of the honest individual is that he or she is always careful to speak the truth. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22 tells us that lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal faithfully are his delight. The honest man or woman follows Paul's instructions found in Ephesians 4, verse 25, where he told us, Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. In other words, if I tell you something, it is my responsibility to make certain it is the truth. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I had better do it or give an honest explanation as to why I did not. If I tell you that I will not do something, then I had better not do it. In the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, verses 33-37, Jesus said, Again you have heard that the ancients were told, You shall not make false vows, but shall fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I say to you, make no oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth for it is the foot of his feet, or by Jerusalem for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you make an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your statement be yes, yes, or no, no, and anything beyond those is evil. The Lord's point is relatively simple. Our word should be our bond. There is no need for oath taking because what I say is true always. If I tell you I will be someplace, I will be there or die trying. If something comes up that prevents me from carrying out my word, I will tell you beforehand. That is part of what being honest is all about. Look at Psalm 15. It is a short treatise on honesty. Here is what it says, O Lord, who may abide in thy tent? Who may dwell on thy holy hill? He who walks with integrity and works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart. He does not slander with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does take up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a reprobate is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord. He swears to his own hurt and does not change. He does not put out his money at interest, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things will never be shaken. I find it fascinating that included in that psalm is the idea that an honest man, if he has said something that he will do, even if it turns out that it turns to not being to his advantage, he will still keep his word. Third, an honest individual is also characterized by a sense of fairness. He has a personal honor that is not self-centered, but is considerate of others. His personal honor is higher than any man-made law of public opinion. Society may dismiss honesty by saying everyone does it or everybody lies, but the honest man or woman will do nothing unworthy of their own nobility of soul. With him or her, honesty is more than just the best policy. It is a trait of their character that is guided by the very principles of God's word. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12 tells us, Therefore, however you want people to treat you, so treat them. For this is the law and the prophets. An honest individual recognizes that he or she must live by the golden rule and love his neighbor as himself. And that involves honesty. Fourth and finally in this episode, an honest individual seeks to please God always. While his enemies may not understand him, and may even speak evil against him, he or she is going to continue to strive to please God. Such a person truly believes what Proverbs 16:7 says, when Solomon wrote, When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. For many, honesty may be a forgotten virtue, but it cannot be so for us. We must concentrate on keeping our hearts with all diligence, knowing that out of it are the issues of life. We can and we must practice honesty ourselves and strive to influence those around us to do the same. I hope you found this lesson benefit, beneficial. Thanks for listening.